All right, Lake Orion. 3 p.m. Thursday. Back after a week hiatus. Good to be back. Out and about last week, uh, we weren't taking a vacation or anything. We're out working with the Lake Orion schools. Bringing up their, uh, or at least uh, ringing in the, uh, the inauguration of show going in the ground to build the early childhood center at uh, Orion Oaks Elementary School. And uh, so that was a good program. The story's out and about. So uh, take a peek at it. I know it's on uh, LakeOrionSchools.org and YouTube and on TV and all that good stuff. So take a peek. This is the Lake Orion Cares Podcast. I'm Ian Locke. Brought to you by Orion Neighborhood Television. Coming to you live 3 p.m. on Thursdays. I have a little change up today, uh, trying to do the podcast out of the uh, ONTV studios and ran into some technical issues. As you know, technology is supposed to be your friend and it always works, right? So hopefully we're uh, crossing our fingers that everything's working okay. Keep checking my phone to make sure that we're up and running. <laughs> um, but you know what it is, it is what it is and we're recording so... We hope it's coming through you loud and clear. If not, you just have to catch it on repeat. All right, uh, full show for you today. Don't forget, you can watch the shows at orionontv.org, on Comcast Channel 10 and 20, and on Roku. If you have Roku, you can uh, download the uh, Cablecast channel app and search Orion Neighborhood Television, and we'll pop up and we'll be right there, and you can watch all of our programming, meetings, games, you name it, this podcast, and so on. Yeah, beautiful day outside. Finally, right? If you'd like to reach out to us, just call 248-393-1060 or at email at ontv at orionontv.org. Our main guest today, today's show, is Alicia Davis. She started a nonprofit uh, not too long ago to promote racial reconciliation and has been instrumental in promoting the March 4th racial healing holiday which is gaining traction and her faith-based message is one of perpetual positivity and of hope two things many of us are uh, looking for in these uh, confusing times as you know Alicia was in uh, the studio Monday recorder first studio uh, telecast um, since COVID-19 decided to show up and disrupt our lives uh, she was a guest on Oakland leadership with uh, township clerk Penny Schultz and her uh, discussion with uh, Penny was so so inspiring and uplifting and interesting and full of energy we had to have her on the podcast today so we're glad she uh, sat down with us uh, on Wednesday uh, evening to record uh, the interview so we'll have that with you in the second segment of today's show also we have Joe Johnson with us as always He'll be calling in to share his experience covering a, a local resident's 100th birthday celebration and his coverage of Black Lives, the Black Lives Matter march that took place here, here in Lake Orion last Saturday. So, uh, yeah, full show for you. And um, anybody uh, get rained on yesterday? My word. <laughs> what a crazy experience that, uh, that weather event was yesterday. Um, I live in the south, uh, southern area of the township, and it looked like, if you looked at the radar, that uh, the storm kind of split us north and south. So we saw branches down. Hope everybody has their power and 
no damage to your homes and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, it's kind of, it was kind of crazy. The first big, big storm of uh, the summer of 2020. So uh, we hope everybody's safe, has their power, and uh, cleanups begun. We know that there are a lot of people without power in mid-Michigan on the west side, and I believe north of us here. So, boy, what a storm that was. Didn't it seem like the rumble of that thunder just lasted for like a half hour? Uh, I didn't see any lightning bolts myself, but, boy, that rumble just kept going and going. It was just an odd feeling. So we know that storm came in. It rolled out of Dodge. It is gone. So let's take a look at our weekend weather. Uh, Friday, a chance of showers between noon and 3 p.m. Mostly sunny with a high near 71. West-northwest wind about 7 to 10 miles per hour per hour with gusts uh, reaching maybe 20. So if you're going to hit the lake, uh, if it's going to rain or not, check that radar. But watch out for that wind. Uh, they said about 30%, 30% chance of rain. Friday night, partly cloudy with a low around 45. North winds about 5 to 9 miles per hour, becoming a light northwest breeze after midnight. Saturday, mostly sunny with a high near 65. Northeast wind about 5 to 10 miles per hour. And Saturday night, partly cloudy with a low around 46. Wow. Go from 90 for a high to a low of 46. That is quite the uh, change up there. Sunday, sunny with a high near 70. Sunday night, mostly clear with a low around 49. And Friday, currently beautiful outside today, about 71 degrees. Looking outside the window, we got a little breeze about 5 to 10 miles an hour, gusting up to about 20. But looking pretty good so far. And, uh, again, we hope everybody was safe after that, uh, that crazy thunderstorm that rolled through here. Uh, don't forget, if you have some positive, uh, positive uh, stories that you'd like us to cover, and uh, everything would be uh, covered here at ONTV, we're always looking for those positive stories, just like uh, our local resident who celebrated 100 years. We'll have footage of that, and, again, we'll have Joe Johnson in uh, talking about that. That was a call-in. That somebody called in ONTV and reached out to us and said, hey, guess what? So, um Got good news uh, from my production manager that our stream is holding so far on Facebook. So cross your fingers. We are pushing the limits of our technology today by far. Something we we do on occasion, but um, not when we experiment with podcasts like this. So, right? So, um, yeah, send in those uh, positive stories. Uh, you can email, them us, uh, e- email them to us at ontv at orionontv.org or just give us a call at uh, 248-393-1060. Um, all right. So that is that. Let's look at some headline news, shall we? Uh, boy, have things changed uh, in the week that uh, we uh, took off uh, just last week. So we're back. It seemed like it was longer than a week. You know? A lot going on in the in the township uh, last, uh, last week and uh, the beginning of this week. So, again, we're glad to be back with the LO Cares podcast. And uh, so let's share some news. As many of you know, I mean, everybody's really glued to uh, what's coming out of Lansing these days. What is the governor going to do? What isn't she going to do? Uh, You know, all that noise. So the one thing we did here is that Lansing, of course, they updated their COVID-19 guidelines. And I was surprised it happened early last week or early this week, in, in fact, um, that loosened up some restrictions. So it's, it's, it, it means that things are turning in our favor uh, regarding infections and all that good stuff with COVID-19. 
So what did we find out? That eateries can now welcome guests uh, on site, but only up to 50% capacity. So many rules that these uh, restaurants have to follow. So just be patient if you're going to travel out to your uh, favorite eatery around uh, town. Okay. Uh, be patient with your servers and your cooks and all that good stuff and just support those businesses as much as you can. Uh, masks are still recommended, if not required, at certain stores, so be aware um, when you're out and about. Um, also, on the 15th, uh, barbershops and salons will be reopening, which is uh, always good to hear. Um, yes, I'm wearing a hat for a reason. I don't have much hair, but the hair I do have is all over the place, so... Um, <laughs> And I know my uh, my kids are tired of uh, buzzing my head for me, so I, I'm looking forward to get out to uh, uh, visiting with Connie, my barber, down on Baldwin. Uh, shameless plug, yes, the Baldwin Barbershop. Uh, we got to help our businesses, right? So on the 15th, uh, barbers and salons can open up, which is always good news. Be sure to be safe, though, and vigilant about the COVID-19. It's still out there and causing uh, infections. So just uh, just watch out. But, again, the good news is the numbers in Oakland County have been dropping as are the recorded deaths. So um, it gives us hope, gives us, uh, give, makes me encouraged and really excited uh, that maybe we've, we've turned that corner, we were trending down, we busted that curve. Um, but the recovery rates, uh, as Chris Barnett, Township Supervisor Barnett, has been posting on his daily or semi-daily uh, video updates uh, while this whole thing has been going on, has been tracking People who are recovering numbers are skyrocketing. So it's good to see that it's not good that they had it, but it's good to see that people are recovering from COVID-19. So that's a good number to have increase uh, around town, right? And uh, with those numbers going up, it all points to positive effects of the social distancing, wearing uh, masks, and people doing the simplest of tasks like just washing your hands. Uh, but it's it's not over. So... Um, just keep that in mind as you're out and about. If you're going to go grocery shopping. I, I took the stab and uh, headed out and did the uh, grocery shopping. Uh, I think I've gone three times now. Felt safe. Uh, the local grocers have done a nice job of keeping everybody uh, separated the best they can. And the markings and the staff have been fantastic. So be kind to those uh, frontline workers, especially in the grocer's aisle. Um, you know, they've been at work through this the whole time. So. But anyway, there's light at the end of that tunnel, which uh, is exciting to hear. So some other news. Lake Orange School District gave notice that their graduation ceremony has been scheduled for July 30th. Uh, no time has been reported just yet. And preliminary notices have, if it all works out, uh, been set to have the ceremony at the LOHS Fieldhouse. But this venue can change, okay, though depending on how our community is improving from covid and barring any increases in infections and a whole bunch of stuff, so there's a lot of still there's a lot of moving pieces. But at least we have a date. We know it's July 30th. Um, so uh, be sure to check out uh, LakeOrionSchools.org for official information. And all of you parents out there with school-aged children and seniors and all that good stuff, check your emails because you know the school district is going to get a hold of us. Let us know what's going to happen uh, for graduation. And of course, ONTV cameras will be there no matter what, uh, taking it all in making sure everybody can see uh, those special 2020 grads walk across that stage, shake that hand, and get that diploma. That's something we're just uh, itching to do. So uh, cross your fingers that everything works out okay for those guys. All right? Uh, be sure to watch uh, 
uh, like I said, LakeOrionSchools.org and the ONTV News blog at OrionOnTV.org. Uh, some good news for you music lovers out there. The township has announced a full slate of summer concerts at the Wildwood Amphitheater. Starting on July 7th, concerts will be held as they always are on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And uh, ONTV will be there to record those concerts as we have always been over the years. Uh, so if you can't make it out there, um, we'll have that uh, recorded for you. But Wildwood is located at the Civic Center Park off Joslin Road, and you can get in the back door there off of uh, um, Walden Road as well. So, yeah, the concert slate. Go ahead over to the Orion Township website uh, where they have that uh, concert list, and they have some good names coming back and some new ones, a lot of fun ones, some tribute bands or bands that play a lot of familiar music that uh, you can get down to and groove to, right? And um, the good thing is that when you're in an open-air amphitheater, we can do a better, you know, we can actually distance ease more easily, more easily, easier to distance ourselves <laughs> from each other sitting on the grassy hill, right? So that's exciting. So a little bit of normalcy again coming back to Lake Orion. Again, if you'd like to sell, uh, be part of LO Cares podcast, give us a call, 248-393-1060. Send us those good news stories and be a part of your community. All righty. Again, this is Ian Locke here with you again, LO Cares Podcast, 3 p.m. Thursdays, live on Facebook and replayed throughout uh, the week at OrionOnTV.org, on Copcast Channel 10 and 20, and all that good stuff. Segment one of the Yellow Cares podcast. Again, we want to thank all of you for tuning in today. Uh, if you're listening live, it's Thursday at 3 p.m. or just after th- uh, 3 p.m. And uh, we've been trucking along through this COVID-19 shutdown, lockup, uh, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, over the last several weeks, we've been talking to a variety of uh, guests here on the podcast from around Lake Orion and uh, the Oxford area. And usually what we're, do- we're talking about is, you know, um, Food? Do you need food? Do you have a food emergency? Do you need a ride to get a doctor? Um, information about COVID-19 and safety issues and that sort of thing and information from the county. Well, today we have uh, something a little different. Um, our guest today, Alicia Davis, is um, somebody who's been uh, in the ONTV studios and is a friend of Orion Neighborhood Television. And uh, we just had a chat with her uh this week, in fact, in the studio, and we're lucky to have her on the podcast today. Well, let's give you share a little bit about her. Uh, she started something called the March 4th Movement and is on a mission to help America reach racial reconciliation through the healing of soul wounds and personal growth through Jesus Christ. This vision is led by um, Alicia, a black author and a spoken word poet who uh, founded the natu- National March 4th Holiday an all-year-round social change initiative. Followers of, the, followers of the March 4th movement believe that individual healing fuels racial healing. And a quote from Alicia is, Experiencing personal healing restores our hope in God's ability to change others who want to be more loving and healthy in heart and mind. Unquote. And Alicia is here with us on the podcast. Alicia... Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. 
and it's um you know having you in the studio on monday and listening to the conversation um we, that'll be out on oakland it's called oakland leadership we're going to have that running on ontv um Hopefully next week we'll get that up on the air. But share with those who are listening on this podcast today a little about your organization. Now, you launched a nonprofit. Share about that. It's not an easy thing to do, and you've been very busy with your initiative. Share that with some of our listeners about what you've been up to. Thank you. We launched a nonprofit in 2019. Our uh, grand opening was on March the 4th, 2019. So we're still considered a startup, which is actually funny to me because um, in our minds, we're doing something that's ancient and eternal. Um, Even though I've been doing uh, racial reconciliation work since 2006, uh, we noticed when I say we, um, me and my husband, my team, and even my followers, uh, people who uh, have purchased some of my uh, poetry books and things, we noticed that there's a deeper need than just follow, follow us on social media or buy our books at the end of conferences. And so that was one of the reasons why we founded Friends of Reconciliation to give people not just the next step, but continual steps to help them in their areas of personal growth. So we did it to help disciple um, the Southeastern Michigan area and also America in the ministry of uh, reconciliation, family reconciliation and church reconciliation. Okay, that sounds like a monumental task. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I mean, there's a lot to go into that. Um, And, you you know, with the the current climate of things we've seen over the last couple weeks, um, you know, in the the large cities and the Minneapolis and that sort of thing, how can you help communities understand, you know, what is happening or how can they get involved? Or if, you know, we were talking about during this time of COVID-19 mental health and, you know, trying to um, spiritual health, all of that all together. And then you have, um, you know, the racial issues that are, have kind of sprung up uh, over the last couple of weeks. How how can we pull these things together and find some sort of uh, course to follow? Can you give us a hand? Yes, yes. Well, I, I want to let your audience know that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And the supernatural power that we use to get this done comes from him. And so we are doing this by faith one day at a time. And... There's a scripture that says all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Now, the opposite is true. When it comes down to issues of racial uh, pain and church pain and family pain, all those issues are working together. So what we want to help people do is to get to the root of the issues. And when people can locate the root of the issues in their lives and in their communities, and when those roots are supernaturally pulled out, through uh, the virtues of God, then there will be uh, just a ripple effect of benefits. So it's a daily effort. We believe that over the next three years, there will be a season of healing, one life at a time. Imagine the darkest night with a million stars appearing one by one. So we have a mission to uh, have a million signatures sign the I Stand for Unity Declaration. There are eight obtainable virtues in this I Stand for Unity Declaration. And we also want to provide the inner workshops, which is uh, we have a trademark pending on the term inner workshops, 
which is inner work, one word, and then shops, two word. Just imagine a come to Jesus meeting and group therapy and a workshop all in one. So we want to help people live by those virtues. And you guys are really expanding. I mean, uh, you're ba- are you based out of Pontiac? Is that is that correct? Yes, yes. Well, our headquarters is in Pontiac. We have partnered with Arbor Hills Christian Center, and our inner workshops will be on their campus. We're still trying to raise the funds to get the headquarters um, in, in Pontiac, and we want to expand to Detroit as well because I was born and raised in Detroit. And so right now, um, we're going to be launching the inner workshops from Arbor Hills Christian Center's campus. And um, literally, as a startup, we have achieved so much through the power of God. So we know that this is uh, more than possible. It's already in action. Absolutely. And having, you know, just south of here, we're Lake Orion, right? And you guys are just south of us. Um, And... The, the growth you guys have experienced beyond the borders of where you're, this germ you've planted, this seed you've planted, it's growing, correct? And, you know, how far have you been reaching out and spreading this uh, word of positivity and healing? And um, and what has been the uh, the reaction and uh, the, the, what do you say, reflected back? You know, if you have positive reflections out, you get reflections back. So how has it been for you guys uh, moving forward? We have supporters in California. We have supporters in um, North Carolina, um, Texas. So it's it's growing momentum amazingly, and uh, it happens. It happened that way with uh, just going to different conferences and uh, connecting with people who have the same passions to to heal the same areas and wounds. That's fantastic. So coast to coast. Mm-hmm. that's amazing you know and think of the resources we have these days for organizations like yourself and you know what we're doing right here you can reach a global audience with a click of a button Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's amazing how ideas like this in the past you had to have so much capital so much uh Mm -hmm. i don't want to say effort because there's always effort going on in these sorts of things but the hill was a lot steeper to climb to at least reach an Mm -hmm. audience and it seems like you've really embraced uh the technology we have at our hands to really spread your 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 message Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging and noticing the power of technology and just the mindset that it takes to just go forward with it. I remember years ago when I was uh, in business training, I came across a quote um, by, uh, I believe it was Bill Gates who said, leaders in the 21st century will be those who can empower others because now the biggest mountain is in our minds. It really is. It's in our minds. And once we remove those mountains, um, then we'll see. Wow, I have a lot of power right at my fingertips, and I think I think that that's one of the um, one of the uh, side benefits of the quarantine. So people can actually see how much we can reach people um, right at home. Absolutely, and um, I, I want to share a story with you. Like we said, this is a conversation, you know, just talking and sharing ideas and I, I want to share something with you um, you know with uh, my daughter she's a senior at high school at, at Lake Orion High School and she's going on she she's into political science and uh, social change and policy and that sort of mm-hmm. thing a lot of her classmates coming into MSU and the program she's going into are really attuned to what's going on and you know the, the racial reconciliation and that sort of thing I think 
will hit home with the younger generation. And something that she did was she started a news blog or a blog. She wanted to express her thoughts on what's happening around the country right now um, regarding these, you know, police issues and a variety of other things. And so when we talk technology and the young, uh, they go hand in hand, right? And they'll embrace uh, this sort of, uh, you know, formula, if you will, to, hey, I have something to say. And instantly in an hour, you can have your message online and you can express yourself and you can reach others that are, you know, seeking answers or looking for assistance, you know? I just wanted to share that because I was really happy that she put together that thing. And it was just, you know, something's wrong. I want to say something. I have something to say and I want to help. So she reached out and made a little website like that. Yeah. And and I want to encourage our um, more seasoned and older generations that they are capable of learning the technology. Absolutely. Because it may not happen as, you know, one day. But if you have a person that's patient enough to show you, like you're capable of getting the hang of things. So just imagine if you uh, just just try to post something or because the youth are on social media and they need wisdom. And if they are finding things that are not helping them grow, then I, I just want to challenge the elders to take a course, have, have, have one of your nieces and nephews or someone show you day by day. And once you get over that hurdle, now the youth can have something to hold on to that will help them grow. Absolutely. Uh, it, this technology is for everyone. It's just sitting right there for you. These little guys, mm-hmm. right, with the power yeah. of mm-hmm. this little device here that everybody has in their pocket uh, allows to get that message out. And, yes, um, yes. yeah, it's uh, – and when we're talking like COVID-19 and how it's impacted you guys, have you found um, – that are you finding that people are reaching out to you looking for that healing and in embracing the technology because you guys were kind of ready made for what's taking place of having those lessons and having those uh sermons and having those you know uh, a place for people to go to get some sort of comfort or um guidance if you will well yeah people have been reaching out for hope <laughs> and um people just want to see that this is not a new normal. And um, even before the corona crisis, even before the quarantines, people were wanting to know uh, like about racial healing and racial reconciliation. And now with, with it being at this great magnitude, people are have been reaching out for a lot of answers. And, and also uh, they want to come across like-minded individuals because there are a lot of um, solutions that people think that they have, but they're actually the opposite. They're dissolutions. And God has helped us to find resolutions. And so um, not just with uh, uh, racial reconciliation, but also just we, we take prayers. We have uh, on the Hope for Corona Crisis page, we, um, we say the Lord's Prayer of every name that comes in, uh, that, that signs up. And it's, it's a lot because people need, like you said, the mental health piece. And um, it's more powerful. The hope, the healing, the love, the joy, and the peace is more powerful than even our, our um, social skills tools. So at the end of the day, people want to live. That, absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. um, you were pretty active this week. Um, you were, uh, I think uh, there was a, a gathering at Friendship Park here in Lake Orion, and uh, you attended, correct? You, it was kind yes, of a last yes. minute thing, and you slid over there. Mm-hmm. What, what was your impression? of the young people gathered there and the discussion that took place? 
I thought it was great because to see not just young people, but it was predominantly Caucasian group. And by me working in racial reconciliation since 2006, I, I, I had an a, a understanding that more people were for unity, more white people were for unity, especially than the world knew. And so it, it brought me joy. It brought me joy to be surrounded uh, with pre uh, predominantly white that was not in a conference, not in a diversity inclusion conference or not in a church. So I, I want the, the whole world to take note that the racial healing is here because the majority of the protesters this round is, is not even, is, is, is uh, non-black. So unity is before our eyes and it's gonna take a lot of courage to do the work of, rec of racial reconciliation, but this should be a boost. This should be a boost of hope. <laughs> Absolutely. And th th something feels a little different about this um, outcry, if you will. Like you said, you have you have youth. Um, a, a lot of uh, Caucasian uh, people are really getting involved and um, supporting their brothers and sisters of whatever color. It doesn't matter. And it, I want to say, like you said, we want hope. And I always want to have hope. And you say when you see a movement develop and they're rolling along, and you say this is. For me, this feels a little different, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, like you say, we're looking for hope. That I'm hoping that this sticks, and it's something that will develop into a uh, a mindset altering um, experience for those who take part in it to actually affect the change change that is needed. I, do you have that hope? I hope I know you're full of hope. I mean, I'm it's certain. I'm beyond hope. I'm yeah, beyond you're hope. you're you're right there. Yeah, yeah. I'm beyond hope at this point. I'm 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 very certain that it's happening, um, and we just want to help uh, people through the process as, as more and more understand that unity is unity is imminent. Which is great. Um, let's see. Alicia Davis is with us here on the LO Cares podcast. I'm Ian Locke, and we're just having a discussion about her wonderful nonprofit that she started. Uh, uh, not too long ago, and boy, has it taken off, and the resources they have. And uh, let's talk about the, the March 4th holiday that, uh, you know, an idea came forth. Like we said, you plant a little seed, something happens. And how did the March 4th holiday, just give us a, a, a timeline of how this came about <laughs> into what it is today. It's, uh, it's a holiday. It's something that it's kind of spreading. It's got, a, it's got some legs. Share, us, uh, share with the, the listeners about the March 4th holiday that uh, you've been working on. Thank you. Well, it came to me as I was talking to one of my friends whose birthday is on March 4th. Um, when I was talking about her birthday, and I heard when she said it's March 4th, this was in 2016. When she said it was March 4th, I heard, I just felt the spirit say, March forward, you know? And so that was in 2016. And then 2017, the Lord got specific with me and said, this needs to be a racial reconciliation holiday. And I didn't know when. I actually was thinking maybe 2025. Oh, wow. So as I. Yeah, so I was praying, as I was praying through 2018, um, we already had a plan to do a racial healing event starting in 2019 on March 4th, whether it was a holiday or not. So as we were preparing for um, our racial healing event that we had in Pontiac on March 4th, 2019, which was the grand opening of our nonprofit, the Lord told me, 
you need to make it a holiday this year. So then it started off with me going to my city council building, uh, bi um, my city council meetings, and I visited a few times, and they voted unanimously to make it a local holiday. So it started um, with that, and then our mayor she signed a proclamation. So Pontiac, Michigan was the first city in, on the planet <laughs> to celebrate March 4th as a racial healing and reconciliation day. And I was planning on going to, uh, uh, to state maybe in 2023 and then national in 2025. But the Lord said, you need to go national now. So I did everything I could in my power instead of announcing it. Cause a lot of people are probably wondering, well, why are, why are we not, why do we know about it? The, <laughs> the Lord literally supernaturally told us just prepare for um, national expansion and uh, prepare for a national launch. So we didn't spend much time uh, spreading the news because we were building the infrastructure of expansion for Friends of Reconciliation. And we we're glad that we did because um, the Lord foreknew that it would be a Corona crisis. And so that's what we, that's what we were busy doing. And we, we did have a great inauguration on March the 4th, which you can um, visit uh, on our website and see the March the 4th, 2020 inauguration. Absolutely. And let me bring up your sites here. So um, March 4th, uh, we have the website here at uh, weare4.love is your main site, correct? Yes, that's the main site. And that's what we have on there. Let me move this around so everybody can see it. And uh, backslash March 4th, all the information about it, including video of your inauguration. Uh, it's a YouTube post, but it's embedded in your site. So you can see all of the highlights of that event and uh that day and really what a what a kickoff and uh the reaction it seems uh based on you know hearing interviews with you and reading um the clips and looking at your website it's like the, the reaction has been really really positive yes yes it's been very positive for the people of god and even those who are seekers um we have support for people who um, they said, look, I'm not religious, but I love this. I love this. I love this. And um, what's really important also on that website page that you just mentioned is the standard of the spirit of the holiday. We are fully aware that there have been a lot of corruption um, and misrepresentation of the Christian faith. So we have the spirit of unity. We have the spirit of kindness, of love and power and and just healthiness. So the, the standard has also been set for the holiday because we don't force forgiveness. We don't force healing. We don't force any choice. So um, when you visit the website, you'll see, you'll see the standard is pretty, pretty Christ-like and just treat people the way you want to be treated. And it's freedom. Look, you can celebrate it or not. And you can uh, join us and uh, just be a part of this great work. Alicia Davis, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's it's been a pleasure. It's always fun uh, chatting with you and uh, having you in the ON TV studio. And here, um, I'm in my basement, <laughs> having you into my home now and uh, sharing you with the, the Yellow Cares podcast here in Lake Orion. Is there anything that uh, you would like to share with the listeners um, that we didn't cover? I know we could talk for hours on this. There's so much to do, and we're just scratching the surface. Uh, just like your programs and the holiday, it's just, it's ready to burst out um, of, uh, you know, it's 
it's ready to go nationwide. I'm I'm convinced of that. It's ready to go uh, because Man, it's it's such a great that. it's such a great message. It's it's easy to understand. It's easy to follow. It makes sense. It, there's common sense involved in this. And um, is there anything else uh, you would like to share um, with everybody listening uh, here? That all this is from God, who reconciled us to Himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That's a scripture from a, a writing of the Apostle Paul. And we want people to know that God hears the cries of those who seek unity. God hears the cries of those who are remorseful, who are repentant, that seek redemption. We are on team redemption here. There are a lot of people who have um, what they think is the answer to uh, corruption. And we believe it is supernatural love, perfect love cast out fear. We believe in fruits of repentance. But we also know that the uh, redemption is real. I myself have a testimony of overcoming racism. I, I became a racist. Um, that wasn't my whole life, but for two years, for two years in my early 20s, I was so engulfed with corruption that I became what hurt me. And I want the people to know we don't have to do that. And we want to help people not do that. So uh, just just be, uh, be excited, honestly, through this time. Be excited because this is not the end. Redemption is near. There is a step of repentance, but redemption is the end goal. And we, we believe that America will be more beautiful beyond belief. Well, your energy is infectious, uh, <laughs> to say the least, and um, to hear you speak. <laughs> and I, I encourage everybody to slide on over to um, your website. Again, let me bring that up for everybody at home if you're watching. And it's uh, we are for, uh, we are for love. And there's uh, many uh, extensions on there for you to click on and learn more about your organization and to support uh, your organization as any uh, nonprofit uh, needs that support. And if you're interested in uh, supporting uh, Friends of Re Reconciliation Incorporated, the nonprofit, uh, they have a support button right on their website uh, to give them a hand and to, to take part, to poke around, to look at some of the, the media. It's, it's a, a well-rounded site. You have a lot of information on there and it really gives you a, a handle of what you guys are trying to accomplish. So kudos to your work on the electronic side and the technology side, but also <laughs> on the soft side, as they say, working with people and just having conversations. So, um, again, thank you for coming on the podcast today. It's a pleasure, Alicia, Alicia, and um, good luck to you in the future. I know we're going to cross paths again um, yeah. as things happen. You know, ONTV's doors are always open for organizations like yourself to share, share your message with everybody. And, um, again, thank you for taking the time to come into uh, the LO Cares podcast with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Ian. God bless you. You as well. All right, Alicia Davis, thank you so much. It's, uh, there's so many different organizations out there. Sometimes, if you're not looking for them, sometimes just pop up in your lap and make you smile and really encourage you to get out there and do something, change your mindset, get active in your community. Uh, talk to somebody you might not have even thought of uh, talking uh, with before. Have Make new friends, right? Uh, positivity, the energy that Alicia Davis has in her organization is one that we can all learn from and grow from. So thank you for hopping in there. It was great to have her in the podcast. <laughs> All right, great interview. Recorded that on Wednesday before the big old thunderstorm hit us. So, um, great conversation. Always fun to have new organizations here on the podcast. You know, can't get, 
can't have enough uh, new information to help you out in a time of struggle. All right, Mr. Johnson, are you there? I am here. How are you doing, Ian, on this beautiful Thursday? <laughs> it is a beautiful Thursday. I'm doing all right. Let me uh, mute something real quick. I'll be right back. Technology today, right? Uh, trying a new setup here at the uh, ONTV studio, and we are succeeding in some areas and failing in others. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, Mr. Johnson, you've been a busy cat, man. So we've been off the air yeah. for what? Uh, we, we weren't on last week. We're back now. And uh, I was sharing with the listeners as we started the podcast that you were out and about uh, being uh, Mr. Johnson, being the news guy, being the ONTV uh, camera out in the field recording our history and um, all what all the things that are happening over the last uh, week and a half or so. Give us a little uh, overview of where you've been and what's going on. You've been a busy guy. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, going <laughs> back to last week, um, I had found out, I think it was through the like, Orient DDA Facebook page, uh, they had mentioned that there was going to be a, uh, a Black Lives Matter rally in Lake Orion. And, you know, having seen on the news that uh, rallies and protests are taking place in all 50 states and other parts of the world, I wondered, you know, when here and sure enough. Um, Tammy is a recent graduate of uh, Central and a Lake Orion resident, and uh, she wanted to go to a rally but decided to uh, partner with Sarah Peoples to try and organize one here in Lake Orion. Um, more, once they created the Facebook page, uh, more than 600 people expressed an interest in showing up. Uh, so I showed up with a camera at the uh, Lake Orion Plaza on M24, on Friday, uh, right around six o'clock, and the turnout was tremendous. It was just uh, inspiring to see. Um, so they people to step up and take hold, and uh, a lot of people uh, made announcements and speeches and t shared their experiences. A lot of really powerful stories, moving stories. Um, there was some talk that the uh the rally was just going to be uh confined to the parking lot um but uh tammy told me that uh now people were talking about marching and so uh everything was uh police chief uh, harold rossman led the way uh as the group marched down m24 uh north into the village uh they made a right turn into children's park uh, everyone carrying signs and chanting. Uh, they turned left on Front Street, then left on Broadway Street, and came back out to M24. Uh, it was peaceful. Uh, law enforcement was involved, both the uh, Sheriff's Department. Um, I saw that uh, uh, Lieutenant Toft was there, too, showing support, as well as the Lake Orion Police Department. Uh, it was just a, an amazing and historic event all around, and it was so inspiring to see so many people uh, come out for this event. I felt like I was witnessing history here in Lake Orion. 
Uh, and I was so happy and proud to uh, have been there with my video camera to, to capture it. Now, I mean, you've recorded so many, you know, ONTV has been around, you know, 30 years. And we've been recording a lot of different things, the history of Lake Orion, different events, news events. How does this compare with all of the hundreds and hundreds of news stories you've covered over the years? I mean, we have the footage up uh, and a picture in picture here for those who are watching the video feed. Um, but it, it feels it's, it's, I haven't seen anything like this of this size or magnitude, um, before. Have you? Well, what was amazing about it is that, um, we were part, like Orion was part of a global movement. Um, you're seeing these types of rallies, uh, not just in the United States, like I said, in all 50 states, um, but you're seeing it in other countries around the globe. So for Lake Orion to, to, join the movement and take part in it and seeing so much uh, support uh, that was great and um, you know some of the speakers uh, that got up and spoke uh, they were really moved to see the support one guy who uh, lived in Oxford said he was just driving by and he stopped to see what was going on and he said he was just really appreciative and moved that uh, so many people had showed up for this event so, like I said, I, I feel it was historical because it feels like it's part of a, a global movement. And um, we've already seen some major changes uh, come out of these uh, rallies and protests. And I think we're going to see more changes coming. And, uh, you know, the makeup of the group, it, it's, it's all age groups. I mean, age ranges, yeah. generations, and, you know, we have uh, our I saw a couple faces in the crowd from our, uh, you know, township uh, government. And, you know, so it seemed like it was a, a community event. It wasn't some, you know, fringe group or anything like that. It was like uh, regular residents got together and said, you know, we have to say something. We want to say something. Show support. And, I mean, the, the great footage you have there, we have it on a, the loop here. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it is like a, it was a community event. It wasn't just some outside group it's people who live here yeah and i neglected to mention that the uh, orient township supervisor chris barnett uh was there and he stood up on a, a water cooler and uh said a few words too um to show his support for the movement so uh everybody seemed to be on board uh everybody wanted to see a, a peaceful rally exactly what happened well, that's great. Um, I know you're going to have a story on this uh, put together and out for consumption for the, the community um, probably, I don't know, what do you say, this week? Well, the news story's already it's out already and about. It's, it's on YouTube. It's shared on social media. Um, it'll also be part of our newscast that's coming up. We're looking forward to getting back in the studio and, yeah. and uh, putting the newscast back in production. As you know, it was on hiatus for a few months uh, as we stayed home, but uh, Stacy will be back uh, hosting our next newscast, and uh, hopefully we'll get back to our regular uh, schedule. Hiatus for what reason? <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to watch the newscast. We'll talk all about it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, to share about the newscast, uh, you, you had a great idea. Uh, the listeners that were looking here at ONTV to try to get back to some normalcy, you know. Try to get back to what we do, um, get open so people can come in and make their you know, programs and that sort of thing. But you had a great idea of let's sift through all of these different items that we've had uh, happen 
over the last three months or two and a half months or whatever it is. It's all blurring together now. Um, to actually make a, a, a chrono, you know, a chronological list uh, visually and orally of what the heck is going on in this time here in Lake Orion, right? Yeah, I want to focus on the impact that uh, the pandemic has had on Lake Orion, the businesses, the people, the lives lost. Uh, we're hopefully going to bring in Chris Barnett and uh, Noel Champagne of the Chamber to talk about the impact that uh, business closures have had on the community. So uh, we're going to look back at the timeline from uh, when schools were first closed back in uh, March to the stay-at-home order um, and uh, everything that's happened since then. And I should, I neglected to mention the award-winning newscast ah, will be back soon. That is true. Um, while we've been in shutdown, we were notified here at ONTV that the newscast was recognized on a national level by the uh, National ACM, Alliance for Community Media. So um, ONTV doing bang-up work and doing quality work for local news uh, that is not covered, as you know, um, by other media outlets. We do get, we do have uh, the luxury of having a couple of the anchors from Detroit and reporters living here in the Lake Orion area, so we do get some coverage, but uh, the, the stuff that is behind the scenes uh, the, the cool stories that won't make the air, those are the ones that uh, you guys were covering, um, and those are the ones that uh, were compiled and won that award. Yeah, I should, uh, I should uh, send my attorneys after John Krasinski, who started the, the Good News Network. Uh, we've been doing uh, the Good News newscast for years. Years. So. Yep, and, <laughs> and this is uh, my chance as uh, the executive director of ONTV, to say congratulations on a job well done and keep it up. I know you will. I don't even need to say it. But um, Thank you. doing a great job. And Stacy, many of you don't know, uh, is our volunteer anchor. So it's not like we have paid uh, employees that host our, or that host the newscast. It's uh, people from the community who have something to say, want to have an experience. They come in and say, hey, I'm interested in uh, hosting a newscast or I'm interested in news. How can I help? Right. So, I mean, that's what. Yeah, yeah, we're so we're so lucky to have her. I mean, she gives us an air of professionalism that uh, just so lucky to have. And uh, one of these days she's going to move off to bigger and better things and we're going to be worse off for it. But uh, we're we're appreciative that she uh, volunteers her time with us for now. And uh, I she's just one of those gems, as you know, we've had uh, several over the years come in and host our newscast. But she's one of those that have stuck around and has really done a fantastic job for us. So um, another story that uh, we always share on the Yellow Cares podcast, I'm Ian Locke, and with me is Joe Johnson here from Orient Neighborhood Television. Um, With the podcast here, and it's been rolling for three months now, uh, we're always asking for those stories, those feel-good stories, those good stories that may have gotten lost since uh, our cameras haven't been out and about. But since uh, the loosening of some of the uh, social restrictions have come our way and the, our cameras are out and about we had a request for a very interesting story would you like to share it yeah you know and for a lot of people unfortunately their birthdays have fallen uh during the shutdown and the stay-at-home orders uh which is no fun for them and so people have resorted to doing the drive-by birthday greetings where they go by in their cars and decorate the cars and honk their horns so we were contacted recently um, by Linda Frisbee, who gave us a heads up 
that Anthony Gizmondi uh, celebrated his 100th birthday on June 10th. Uh, so everybody gathered at the Christ Redeemer Church on Walden, and then they formed a parade of cars that... And his family and friends around the lawn as the cars paraded by. It was it was really something to see, um, really inspiring. And so uh, I put my mask on and uh, sat down with Tony and did a brief little uh, interview with him, uh, trying to find out, uh, get some advice on how to reach a hundred. Uh, one of the things he told um, he does his own gardening and eats from his garden. And uh, he tries to stay fit and active. He was active at the uh, Orient Center uh, for a number of years and was very popular there. And uh, he's only been in the Lake Orient community for 10 years. He uh, originally is from Pennsylvania and came to Lake Orient about 10 years ago and uh, has become a big part of this community. Uh, so we lucked out. They were calling for thunderstorms, but they never uh, disrupted the uh, party and so uh we got really lucky and had a nice evening to celebrate uh tony's 100th birthday it was just really inspiring and tony um as you mentioned yeah he was very active with the orient center and he popped in the ontv studios every once in a while to say hi when he was in and we got to know him pretty well i've had uh, numerous conversations with him about his life in pennsylvania and the different things this guy has done so many things and um you know, it's really interesting to talk to somebody who has uh, been around for a century, you know, and the things they've seen, the technology that's changed, and the conversations we had were just, you know, we're at work, and you have to kind of bust away to say, well, I have to get back to my job, but you just want to sit there and listen to this this uh, gentleman talk about all these interesting things that, you know, we read in history books, right? And and so having him in our community hitting 100 is very amazing, and I don't want to sell his gardening too short. This guy has a green thumb beyond a green thumb. He he used to bring us in tomatoes, bags of vegetables that rival anything you would see. It's actually better than you would see at the local grocery store. So this guy knows his way around a garden very, very well. Yeah, and an interesting little tidbit, I looked this up. Uh, he was born under President Woodrow Wilson, and in his lifetime he has seen 19 presidents come and go <laughs> 19 presidents and and i also looked up the year that he was born is when women were given the right to vote so uh so he's seen quite a bit in his hundred years uh i think to say the least <laughs> <laughs> well um do we have any i know you had uh the video for like as a promo for i believe it what what was it again you had another video for me we're having issues oh, the with lions it. club yeah. yeah let's give the lions club a shout out on uh june 20th uh they're going to be hosting a can uh, food drive benefiting oxford orion fish uh the food drive is going to be held in a lot of pnc bank on m24 uh so they're hoping people are going to stop by and drop off bags of uh, canned goods and dry goods. Uh, so get out there and help them out. They originally were hoping to hold that food drive during the Jubilee, which has since been canceled, which is devastating for the Lions Club because that was their big fundraiser for the year. Uh, so they are also looking for donations. Uh, visit LakeOrientLions.org 
uh, to donate to the cause and uh, take part in the food drive on June 20th um, and help them out. Yeah, we had the Lions Club on, I believe, uh, two weeks, three weeks ago. Uh, it's it's such a gut punch uh, announcing that the Jubilee's been called off because you, you know, it said that was the real marker for the start of summer, and you look forward to it, and everybody's all jazzed because you know school's getting out and or, or getting close to being out, and you, here you are, and the, the Jubilee and the fireworks. I mean, everything about it is summer, and it's been so such an institution here in Lake Orion is just kind of a crushing um, announcement that it's not taking place. But the Lions Club is still doing the job that they do and out there helping the community as they always have. Um, do you have any other stories that you're working on coming up that we need to know about? Uh, let's see. Um, nothing off the top of my head. Um, like I said, I'm going to try and bring in Chris Barnett and Noel Champagne to uh, recap the impact that COVID-19 has had on this community. You can look for them on our next newscast, which will start airing next week. Outstanding. Keep up the good work. The award-winning Owen TV News. And uh, for all of you out there watching and listening, uh, head on over to our website, orientontv.org. We have all of our newscasts uh, archived there on the video on demand. And we try to get the newscast up every other week with, uh, like uh, Joe was saying, good news stories. We are not... uh, the uh, blood and guts, as they say. We are the good news, the stories that um, (laughs) tell you how wonderful this community is. So thanks, Joe. Appreciate it, as always. And uh, be safe out there. And we're looking forward to your next updates. Great job, Ian. Talk to you soon. All right. See ya. All right. That's it. Joe Johnson, as always, doing a fine job out and about. If you see the ONTV cameras and Joe, come on up and say hi. And if you have a uh, idea for a story, give us a call, 248-393-1060. We'd love to share it with the, with the community, get you on, and uh, that's why we're here. Uh, just before we go, we're going to wrap this up, and we're about 57 past the hour, so uh, we're going to wrap up this edition of the Yellow Cares podcast. Uh, if you're in a food emergency, reach out to Oxford Orion Fish. Uh, they can get you uh, a reservation to come in to, be, uh, to have a consultant talk with you to get you um, fed. Also, the Orient Center still has resources available uh, starting at 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. Where, uh, If you need assistance, call the township or visit uh, their website, orienttownship.com, I believe it is, and or uh, email them at help at Orient Township. Okay? And uh, we can get those resources down to you. All right? But as, the, uh, as we said, the, uh, the rules are kind of loosening up out there. Continue to have those masks handy. Wear those masks out in the, in the community. Uh, think of your fellow man, your neighbor, your friend. Um, when you wear those masks and be safe. And, uh, hey, hit your local eatery, your local uh, uh, mom and pop shop here in the village. They are in desperate need of your assistance and try to keep them going. Because uh, without uh, all of our great shops and business owners here around town, uh, it what would our village and uh, township be like without our mom and pop shops? Okay. So get out there, support them. As always, thank you for tuning in to the Yellow Cares podcast. Head on over to <laughs> Love Inc. Live, t- live TV and live podcast. What are you going to do? Love Inc. Also uh, collecting uh, donations still for our businesses. So get out there and give them support. All right. That's it for uh, us here at the podcast. We will see you um, one week from now at 3 p.m. As you can see, On the video there, 3 p.m. Thursdays, we'll be back. 
And we appreciate all of your uh, emails on this podcast. I'm Ian Locke. See you next week. Take it easy, everybody. Be safe.